All right, we're good to go, guys. Damn, we're live. Are we live? We are live. Welcome to the List Podcast. Life is skate talk. We love skateboarding. We love life. We thought we would talk about it and share what we have to say with the world. Life is skate talk. No pros, no sponsors, just three aging skaters desperately clinging to their youth. So we're on to episode four. Crazy. Putting an end to a shitty year. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. It was a good year for me, but worldwide, <laughs> socially yeah. speaking, yeah. It's funny, you're not alone thinking about it personally. I've had a pretty decent year too. Living where I live, being a little more removed from things has definitely made it easier. And like my job, like having the opportunity to continue working and work from home, things like yeah. that. Um, it's interesting how many people I've talked to who have mentioned that, like that overall, yeah, this year has been horrible. But for individuals, in a lot of cases, it's actually been pretty nice. It's been nice to have that opportunity to just stop for a minute and you know recalibrate but yeah it's a year to be thankful i think for all the you know count all the blessings that you have and yeah also to realize that if we are among the ones that are more fortunate you know there are definitely other people that are in much worse off situations um whether it's close friends family or you know work colleagues or Mm-hmm. everyone else that we don't know in the broader yeah. society but you know 2020 what a crazy year and that's why we're doing this episode 2020 send-off right <laughs> skateboard wise i think it's just been nuts in terms of you know firstly i guess mm-hmm. it was supposed to be the year that skateboarding was supposed to be in the, the olympics oh yeah and yeah totally ironically <laughs> right it's it's like canceled but it's just really, really funny that to us, we didn't really focus on the Olympics as the huge milestone. But the fact that it was canceled, I know the pause button was hit on a lot of Olympic hopeful skateboarder dreams. But again, pause button as and it's going to come back in 2021, right? Although that park yeah. looks really good to skate for Jin. So whenever he gets a chance to afterwards to skate the Olympic Plaza, I think that'll be good. Without the Olympics still, huge year for skateboarding. I mean, the number of parts that have come out and again, no shortage of skate media, just all these kids skating next level. It's just ridiculous. Which park is this? (laughs) The one where they're supposed to have- They already finished and they already- have shown the park? I saw somewhere, I think. I've seen a Nike park, yeah, that they've made. And I think you have to actually reserve a spot to go and skate it in advance. I don't know if it's because of like COVID and stuff like that, but apparently you have to reserve your spot. They had a little contest at some new skate park. So if maybe if that's the Olympic park, then. Yeah, I should look into good. it. Yeah, a bit. Well, I thought I had... Sounds like some fake news. Planned <laughs> to, for it to, or something. To stick on the 2020 theme. <laughs> yeah. But. Yeah. So yeah, I think thought the best way to go about the 2020 send-off episode was to tackle three pretty easy questions in terms of skateboarding. You know, things that stood out for us personally 
things that stood out in skateboarding in general and then with our eyes focused on 2021 and what's on the horizon do you want me to start it off go into it (laughs) yeah first one for me in terms of skate wise you know what it means to be personally in 2020 with all the craziness that was happening I had the chance to move back to my parents place and reacquaint myself with the street that I grew up on and that became a little quarantine curb and so one of the biggest advantages I think for me from working from home and being really thankful that I've gotten more time to skate is that I've learned a whole bunch of slappy tricks switch and regular which just got me super excited and super stoked about learning to skate better and I really got obsessed with this mirror skating thing which you know once I do a trick regular I have to do it switch still hyped on it can't wait until the snow melts so I can skate my curb again don't forget about all your flat ground tricks that you do on that impossible ground too you know oh true because <laughs> I, 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 I that might be my my standout for 2020 is just watching all your tricks. Oh, <laughs> and you doing all those slappy things on the curve. Yeah. Because yeah. otherwise, just, it's it's just been a move for me to Japan, right? And I guess just trying to start skateboarding again in Japan at the skate parks. <laughs> <laughs> trying to fit in with the locals and stuff like that. Do you find like there's a big difference in terms of like the type of skating for you when you were in Switzerland versus being back in Japan? Yeah, for me, I guess in Switzerland, I could actually also go on skate street more comfortably because they would have more chilled out spots, for example. We can go to the train station and they would have like a, a ledge somewhere nearby that you could skate on the weekend. So you could skate street spots in Switzerland versus Tokyo, it's a bit more difficult to even find a ledge street spot, for example, that you could just chill and skate at. So that's that just like biggest... population density or like cultural differences or? Yeah, population density is probably a big thing. Also ground. The ground in Switzerland is amazing. I don't know what they have with their infrastructure. They're just spending all their tax money on the ground, but it's <laughs> super smooth. Japan, it's pretty uh, rough in terms of ground. Maybe not as rough as a Sawyer's driveway, but yeah, still rough. (laughs) And also culturally speaking, I don't think they care too much in Switzerland. So even if it is a sidewalk area that some people walk by and they have a few like granite ledges, you can just skate. The people walking by, they'll just be like, oh, cool. Or they won't even care. Japan, maybe they'll be like, you guys are being really loud, so on and so forth. You're damaging the property, so on and so forth. So it makes it a bit difficult if you're a middle-aged dude trying to skate, you know, feeling a bit guilty about destruction of public property. <laughs> Sorry, when you were talking about the the mirror skating and self-filming on your curb doing the slappies, and it really was cool for me to see it because it was like a different side of your skating than I've ever seen before, which was fun. We used to skate a lot together and we still skate on occasion together uh, when we get the opportunity and we don't often get the the chance to session a curb and do some slappies. So, yeah, uh, you know, it was, it was a lot of fun to see those tricks because those are things that I've never seen before. Cool. No, thank you. Yeah. I think it's also because our time together is always so short and we're always on missions. 
like the last few times I'm thinking back when you came to Toronto and in those two different years, we went from spot to spot to spot to spot. Yeah, we yeah. hit up like four or five different spots and tried to get as many clips as we could. Yeah. Um, so it's well, almost... And yeah. I think part of that for me is like, I get the opportunity to do it so rarely that when we go, I want to like, uh, I just want to see it all. I want to skate it all. But yeah, totally looking forward to when we can all slappy a curb together just for fun <laughs> not, yeah, yeah. not not care good retirement plan. yeah totally <laughs> totally was that your standout for 2020 john i had a couple like i it, at first i was really bummed out about skating in in 2020 for me personally because um leading into it i was super hyped like i I think you guys know, like I've been playing baseball the last few years and I decided not to because I wanted to dedicate that time into getting back into skating fully. And so I had this kind of plan in my head or not really a plan, but like an image in my head of me like getting out and skating regularly and kind of, you know, getting back to that type of, of involvement. And uh, then when COVID hit, it, it sounds ridiculous because like I live in kind of a removed area and there wasn't really a big risk for me or anything like that. But I just felt, I felt super paranoid that not that I was going to get COVID when I went out, but that I would hurt myself because I'm older now and I'm like, I don't skate as regularly as I used to. So I'm out of practice. And I just had this fear that I would hurt myself and have to go to the hospital. And, and then um, I just the thought of like, exposing myself to that level of risk and then having to go back to my family like it, it made me really uncomfortable so for a long time I like I kept seeing all these things and hearing all these things about all these people who were just ripping like they were using this opportunity to get out there and skate and and I wasn't like I was afraid to go skating for a little bit but towards the end of the fall I actually got out skating regularly and I learned a couple of old tricks uh, that felt really good. It felt good to be out there and to be um, getting a couple things back. And uh, my standout is actually a trick that I didn't land. It was the, uh, the half cab nose slide, shove it, uh, but coming out fakey. And I, I didn't land it, but I got close. And I just, it was, you know, it's a trick I've never done before. And the fact that I was getting my feet on it, it, just gave me that hope you know it gave me that feeling like okay like i've i've got i've still got something left like i can still progress and i can still work at this and and have fun with it and um so i think i think that's my my personal 2020 skate standout which way were you shoving out again uh so i guess it would be a front side shove I would shove it and the board, like the, so my nose. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think about it. I, I'm so bad at explaining this stuff, but my nose, uh, like the, the nose that I was sliding on yeah. would go forward. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you're doing a, you're doing my a, feet would land fakie. Okay. Got it. You're doing so, a half so cab. I would be backside nose slide. Yeah. Half cab. Well, yeah. Yeah. Half cab nose slide. And then, the shove it would put the nose of the board forward again, but I would land fakie. Right. That's, that's so pretty cool, be, cool. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. There's probably like a proper name for that, but I'm old and out of touch. So I think that trick looks pretty good. Cause 
when you're half cab no sliding, the board's rotating the same way when it shoves out, but your body goes fakey. Right, right. I mean, your body goes the same way that it started as well, it's, but the board continues the rotation yeah, yeah. when it shoves no, it's, out. No, it's fun because it's like, it's, yeah, you're doing opposite things, right? Yeah, yeah. Like your, your board carries the natural momentum of the trip, yeah. but your body flips back. Yeah. And uh, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. It felt good. So 21, you're going to take that to half cap crooked <laughs> and then 20, shove 2021, out. I'll probably lose it. That's, that's how I tend to do things, but half cap crooks shove out. Let's yeah, go. That'd be sick. That'd be sick. I have to learn half cap crooks first, but uh, we'll get there. I'm pretty sure you did one in that clip that you sent us, but there, no. So yeah. Cause just, just for, I don't know, transparency or whatever. Um, that, that the clip that you're talking about, I sent like, an edited down version of me trying the trick basically. Um, and I, there were, Oh wait, no, I'm mixing things up, but there, I think there was one that I accidentally crooked, but like, it wasn't like what I was trying to do. It was. It looked like a crook to me too. Full disclosure. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was a crook. Honesty appreciated though, but just saying, <laughs> I, you, you can definitely, you can definitely can up your play. game and get that in 21, hundred percent. It's all just camera angles and trick photography, right? <laughs> fake, fake news. Fake Standouts for skateboarding 2020. I think the pandemic and the lockdown, especially early days, really illustrated the simplicity of skating with a background and scenery of a ghost town, post-apocalyptic type of landscape. I'm just thinking about it right now. Even in Jim Greco's latest video, which I also watched the other day, which is really cool, actually. It's called Glass Carousel. He's skating downtown LA and looks pretty empty or emptier than I would have pictured it. I think for me, might be more on the artsier side of things, but to see skateboarding in an urban environment, but without all of the hustle and bustle was really cool. And to have all those photographs and, you know, one of the byproducts of COVID-19 and the lockdown, the other parts that came out were unreal. I mean, Atlantic Drift, Tom Knox stands out, Alexis part, Louis part, I mean, the cons video. I had to actually look back to get around the whole recency bias thing. Gilbert Crockett, Austin Gillette. Yeah, a ton of good parts. That Vans vid with Gilbert and Elijah was a big one for me. I like pretty much every second of that video. Did you guys end up checking out the Bobby DeKaiser, Bob? Which was amazing as well. And no, not, not yet. Not yet. But just on, on the topic of Bobby DeKaiser, I did watch that Noah clothing video. And I love that video, but I thought it was super sick that he's on the team, but didn't take the last part in that video. Cause you know, like he's, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm that far out of touch that I don't know, but watching that video, like he was the only name that I knew beforehand and 
he uh like his skating is sick as always and and uh so i thought i don't know i thought that was pretty rad that he didn't take the under yeah bobby's amazing i haven't seen him in a while in terms of toronto locals skating downtown spots or whatever but there's one time after work i ran into bobby and a bunch of you know other toronto locals that were skating this was at the black ledges outside of roy Roy thompson Thompson hall Hall. Yeah. yeah yeah and just killing it like he so so good so good yeah his style so good oh there's the vans empire collab part ben patterson switch front blunt hollywood 16 Five. Um, so good like i mean the whole part is so good but just that spot like watching him do the switch front blunt pop out uh, amazing and we were just talking about blind the other day but tj in the new blind part that came out I think a month ago or so, he does a pop shove revert over a hydrant. Just really good as well. Toronto locals are Canadians killing it. Really good to see. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's nice to see. The Canadian skateboard media hasn't always been the best, I would say. And and like I, I don't know if this is accurate representation or if it's just uh, like of the scene as it was or if it's just... Um, the types of people who were coming from Canada and getting recognition. But um, like for a long time, I kind of just associated Canadian skateboarding with like the, I don't know, like that trying to drop hammers kind of thing, like going, going big and being gnarly, like the, the RDS kind of vibe, which, you know, has never really been my favorite. But uh, like, yeah, Canadian skateboarding, I think, is in a good spot. And like seeing brands like Studio, you know, I really like Studio and, and the skating that they represent. And um, just, yeah, seeing, seeing more, I don't know, more like skaters like Bobby and, and like people like that who are, you know, who are, who are making names for themselves and who are getting exposure and, and whatever and um, are showcasing kind of a, like a different scene or a different approach to skating than, than what we've traditionally seen from Canadian skateboarding. So that's, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. I, I'm going to jump into my skateboarding in general um, standouts from 2020. What's really cool to me. And I, like, I say this as a, like a, an amateur philosophy nerd. And so I don't know if you guys are familiar with Hegel and Hegelian philosophy, but his general, Again, like talking about things that we're not experts in, this is one of them. So this is my understanding, which is probably at best somewhat flawed. I think the way that Hegel understood the world was that things are on a certain uh, trajectory. And then once they reach the end of that trajectory, it's not the end of that thing. It just, it's that, that specific arc has been realized and then everything else is kind of opened up. So like, I, I remember this thing, like talking about history, like the end of history with, with Hegel, where he was talking about basically that um, history is like this linear thing, but um, with all of these sort of causal relations in play, but then once it reaches the end, all of those things are opened up and all of the things that have happened before are reference points and they're accessible in, in ways that they weren't in the past and kind of, I think it's like the idea that each time there's a new development, it opens up 
sort of new ideas that are put into play. Right. Um, and I, for skateboarding, like it feels to me like we're at that point where we're in this like post-historical phase of skateboarding where like tricks from all different eras are being used, you know, styles from different eras are being accessed. All of this sort of old limitations and ideas about who belongs in skateboarding are being dismantled. And, and so I think that's been the standout for me. And I, like, like I've said a few times, like I've been out of touch for a while, so I could be wrong about this, but, but it seems to be that in 2020 that has really come to fruition where you've got different groups of people from different walks of life with different understandings of skateboarding and different approaches to skateboarding that are all being integrated now and all being welcomed now where they, they weren't in the past. So that's been, that's been really cool to see. But double flips are still not cool, right? So yeah, talking about uh, things, the things that aren't allowed double flips. And I, I just can't stand tricks where you flip the board with the same foot that you popped it with. I just don't like the way it looks. (laughs) <laughs> but careful you're gonna have p-rod coming after you yeah. <laughs> oh wait never mind yeah oh no no he does it right <laughs> yeah yeah i think so <laughs> and it, that's i like i i don't know what it is that just really i just don't like it i just don't like the way it looks it obviously is like a hard thing to do and takes a lot of talent to do coordination and things that i don't have so i can't like fault anyone for doing it but man do i not like the way that it looks you know what I'm going to get for you, John, in 21, as soon as the weather's nice, I'm going to get a nollie front foot kickflip and try and make it look nice. But. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If you can, if anyone can convince me to be you, so good luck. I think the nollie ones look okay, right? I think, but that's what you're getting at, right, Jin? I've seen P-Rod do that one. Yeah. The nollie front foot flip. It's, it's a totally irrational prejudice. I acknowledge that. I just, I don't know. I don't know why I don't like it. I just don't like it. <laughs> I just remember, yeah, we talked about it before, obviously. <laughs> it came up. But I mean, some varial flips look good. A lot of people don't like varial flips. Yeah, I love varial flips. And I like I know I know a lot of people don't. I I love them. And that's another trick I can't do. So it's not like it's uh you know, it's not it's not just because I can do it that I like it or whatever. But um yeah, I don't know. Jen, you've been working on those inward heels though, right? Are they looking good? <laughs> I said I would, I said I would, but I, I haven't. I've, I've just been trying to polish up on the flips and the switch flips. So <laughs> I'll get there. I'll get there soon. I was just thinking about tricks that I actually do that I think are so ugly that I would never film. For example, Nolly Smith grind. No. Oh, that's good. That's that's showing restraint. I feel like that's a like... cheat trick. You're just like. Because you're already that, in, that's yeah. why it's good. You're like, I could nollie into like a five or a 50 50, but no, but yeah, you know gonna, what? I'm just gonna nollie, float it up. Nolly backsmith, though, can look okay. That's true. The front nollie backsmith can look okay. You know what? I saw on Instagram the other day, uh, Aaron, she did, backsmith, did yeah, yeah, the nollie, no, the backsmith, yeah, for sure. And in the same clip, did a nollie shove front, smith. yeah, yeah, that looked also oh, that looked pretty good, smooth. That's a trick that like. I, I've, I don't know if I've ever seen that trick before, but thinking about it, it has like a nice flow, right? Like yeah. the way the board would flow under you into that trick. Like it, 
it looked really I'm good. Have to check that out. Yeah, it looked really good. But I, I feel what Jin is saying. If you don't do the shove and just nolly front Smith, yeah, it might be questionable. <laughs> Another trick that I sometimes do is the 50-50 kickflip out. And that one too. I, I feel like a 12-year-old doing that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fun trick, but it, it's just, you know, no. Just, just oh. Rick McCranks. 50-50 down that huge ledge in Menic Maddie and then kickflip out. I think that's the acceptable one, but <laughs> John, John Shanahan, John Shanahan, oh, yeah, street sweeper. That's a good one too. I, it's a kink trail, right? 50-50, the kink trail, kickflip out. I don't know. Maybe I'm remembering it wrong. But... <laughs> it just means, it just means that you have to do it backside and kickflip out of that. Uh-huh. So the harder, the harder one, which Maybe it would still look questionable, but <laughs> but out of a front 50, yeah, yeah kind of. Because it's almost too easy. I remember when I was a kid, when you bail on a front 50, a lot of times the board just rolls off the ledge and it kind of just flips. And so these are all flukes, but maybe that's what you're getting at, Jin, of it. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But the back one, I think, is tougher for sure. I will, I will say just as like a general rule, I prefer flip in to tricks than flip out. Mm-hmm. Like I'd rather see a, like, like whether it's a manual or a grind or a slide, I'd rather see a flip in than a flip out. Flip in and then shove out. Is that acceptable? Oh, it's, it's all, it's all fair game to me. <laughs> uh, like I don't hate those the way I hate the, the late front foot flips or whatever but uh and double flips or triple yeah 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 but um but no i i I don't know i think it's the flow thing like i think when you see like a i don't know like a like a kickflip 50 50 for example it just i like the way that flows better than seeing a 50 50 kickflip yeah i don't i don't know why i just there's no real reason for it again but what you mentioned, John, and you actually mentioned the person's name, um, Sawyer. For me, it's uh, in 2020, Aaron. Is that how you pronounce it? Aaron? Aaron? I think so. Aaron coming up, I guess, in 2020 was sort of my highlight, in a sense. Oh, nice. Just like random clips and so on, and like super tech and everything, but just seeing the audience grow and also Aaron's, I guess, growth in terms of skateboarding as well was something that was fun for me to watch. And even seeing that recent um, Crux trucks trip that they did. Oh, that was a great, yeah, yeah, that was great. Yeah, 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 so that video was rad. That just closing it off for the year. I, I really like that in that sense. And that was my little highlight besides, I guess, Austin Gillette coming back to Habitat Skateboards. Um, <laughs> nice. Yeah. So I guess a really specific thing there. I. Another thing that just came to mind was that in 2020, so for me, I had to move from Switzerland to Japan and I really cool like skate buddy in Switzerland. So actually working out some time for both of us at a social distancing spot, we met up and had our farewell session. So like skateboard wise, that was really nice. I guess that was a nice highlight for me, just being able to say goodbye through skateboarding, even though we do still. I guess chat from time to time. Yeah. 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 No, that's good. I like that. End of a good era. 
I have to say. So on the horizon, 21. I'm going to get switch backside flips back and switch hard flips. Claiming right now. And nice. end that, that nolly front foot flip for John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I guess that's the best of the, of the bad. The, the nolly late front flip. But for me, I yeah, my, my New Year's skate resolution, it's... Um, really just to skate like i've been i've been skating so little and wanting to skate so much and then having like a relatively productive end of the year where i got a chance to get out regularly and i got a chance to actually like like i was mentioning before um relearn a couple tricks and and try a couple new things it's um i'm just really excited to try and keep that going try and make skateboarding a, a more regular part of my life again we have the gear to do it now as yeah. well. So no, no excuses. Yeah, I'm geared up. I'm geared up. That deck looks really good, by the way. Oh, thanks. Just saying. Just saying. I, as soon as I peeled the top, the top uh, tape, I was like, man, I should have just put the one stripe on it. <laughs> <laughs> the diagonals make it look good. The, it's like a silverish sheen type of, right? That's a, you use silver spray paint? Yeah, no, it, it worked out nicely because... Um, it's like a flat black base with, okay. um, with like a gloss white. Gl- okay. And so yeah. where the white didn't go on with full coverage or whatever, mm-hmm. it kind of grayed out a bit. So yeah, it worked out nice. So. It almost looked like a silk screen just from the picture. I mean, oh, really? Yeah. yeah. It's all just painter's tape and dollar store letter stickers <laughs> and then spray paint. But the link is in the description. By the way, we're, yeah. we'll, we'll post the, <laughs> post the picture. All the products you use. I'll, I'll also uh, I'll sell my hand-painted decks for $250 US each. Yeah. Nice. US. <laughs> Are we throwing some shade on Jeremy Ray here? Is that... Oh, uh, is that what he's doing? With the Ray Bros? I thought that was going to be like a... a he like he a makes company, but... some art pieces... I think, and then he sells oh. it all numbered. Okay. I, I, yeah, I, no. Yeah, I think one was actually for a good cause, so maybe, yeah. maybe let's edit this out. But <laughs> <laughs> no, just, just, just for uh, I don't know. Just to be clear, I'm I'm poking fun at myself. But, <laughs> yeah, my my latent desires to be an artist, but my complete lack of any skill or motivation to actually do it. So, yeah, 2021 resolution. So I guess I'm up, right? I don't really have anything that comes to mind beyond what you guys mentioned about skating more. And I guess for me too, learning a trick or two would be cool, but I don't want to put too much pressure on myself there because <laughs> I want to be slamming and abusing my board. <laughs> <laughs> I guess in terms of consistency, it would be nice to try and do the podcast for the full year. That would be, a, I guess, a, a little goal. Although yeah. I, f- I feel like you two are the main drivers for that one. I'm here just on the ride. Oh. so <laughs> Good. Group effort. Group effort. 
I would say that's something for me in 2021. Just trying to keep that going and yeah, try and hit the streets up if I can. Yeah. Although I feel like it might be challenging in terms of managing the work, family, and actually getting a proper skate session in. Yeah, no doubt. Because, oh, this is just going to be me complaining a little bit, but at this one park, <laughs> they have a nice open area. So it's, it's like a basketball court, but only a hoop on one side. So the other half is just flat ground. And the skaters skate there, and they also, I guess, go into the basketball court too. So they have rails, like flat bars, and a little ledge and so on, so things that they could pull out that you can skate. But it's all chained up and locked, and only two locals have it, the, the key to open up the lock. Right, right. And they just come at, I guess, whatever time they want to. And it's just been so frustrating for me because I go there at 11 or 10 and then the locals are like, oh yeah, no one has the lock. And I'm thinking like, what? <laughs> what? So I have to skate flat ground for two hours. Now what am I going to do? Yeah. So just a little complaint about why can't we just work things out a bit more in terms of. Can you get a key? Keys. Like, is it, is it, is it something where they can give you a, is it the municipality, I guess, that can give you a key? Or can you even just make a copy of the key? Well, that's the thing I was saying. Like, We have people working at the park, so wouldn't it make sense for them to manage it and so on? But apparently yeah. it's up to the local skaters to manage, which I don't really get. Maybe that's just because I'm an outsider. But at the same time, they don't want to have it unlocked because I don't know if it's the skaters or other people, but they just leave the stuff outside on the ground or... Mm-hmm. it gets stolen right so they want this to manage a... that aspect so it's like the yeah. are these the same local skaters that vibed you 20 years ago is this you should you should really <laughs> the, no, no, the, skate the, the park is pretty cool though because the skaters that go there well okay there's one park closer to me where there's some really good skaters and so on and that one's managed by the park so it opens at a specific time and closes at a specific time so that one's all good but it gets really crowded. So this other one that I'm talking about, only, I guess, the skaters that don't want to go there and they want to have a chiller session, um, they go there. So no vibing yet. And it seems like there's more of like beginners going there okay. because they don't know when they get to skate the ledges and rails. So. <laughs> this, this wouldn't work for you, but it reminds me of a story. There used to be... Uh, there was a schoolyard in where I grew up and uh, the ground was like, it was, they had recently repaved the ground. So it was really nice and smooth. And uh, they had a couple of those like composite plastic picnic tables and they were, they were smaller because it was an elementary school. So it was sick because the bench on the picnic tables was like really low. So you could learn things or do things like easily on there. And the top of the picnic table, like the actual table part was high, but not so high that you couldn't do it. So it was like you, when you really had a trick, you could take it to the, to the top level kind of thing. And uh, they had them chained up against like a, a pole or something like in this place where you couldn't use them to skate. Um, so one of my, he, we skated sometimes together, but not regularly, but we, we, we knew each other like kind of a skate buddy. And uh, 
he got bolt cutters and he cut the bolts and then just put his own lock on it. Um, so then like he would, they, he'd lock them up where they put them every time. So no one would ever notice. Right. Um, but then when he wanted to skate, he'd just go there, unlock them, take them out onto the, uh, like the, the asphalt skate, uh, as long as like it was a schoolyard race, right? so there's no one there on the weekend. So you could skate as long as you wanted and then just go chain them back up where they were and go on with your day. Yeah. I mean, I was actually thinking about buying maybe a flat bar or something that I could just chain up at that spot too. And then just yeah. take out whenever, <laughs> but I don't know if that's going to create too much tension between the locals, <laughs> just some random new guy coming, just complaining. And yeah, <laughs> maybe that'll be my 2021 resolution, become a legit local and get a key. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you know what uh, like not quite to that degree but I, I have been thinking about how uh it would be really nice to kind of not become a local or like be a person in a scene but just to get to know a scene again because like where i am it's a small town there aren't really any skaters the skaters that i used to know in nearby towns have all kind of moved away so it would be yeah it would be nice to kind of meet some people around here who skated and kind of uh find find a scene again but yeah for sure you know one thing about all this chain stuff that you guys are just talking about reminds me of in the late 90s i think and early 2000s there was a biker crew like a bmx crew in toronto i think they were called icc or called themselves icc like inner city circle or something i, I believe something like that and they would chain up rails so that other people like skaters and skateboarders and I guess rollerbladers maybe at that time wouldn't skate the rails oh, that yeah. they wanted to skate or they, that they wanted to use for their BMX bikes. So yeah. pretty crazy. Things haven't changed, huh? I'm always just trying to be more cool. <laughs> yeah. <I know. laughs> trying to join the cool kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get that key. Still trying to still trying to find my in, you know. <laughs> and now it's like I'm almost thirty-eight. So what am I going to do? Like <laughs> approach all like the hip 15 year olds and be like, Hey guys, you want to hang out? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I got that a few times. Yeah. Not, not with 15 year olds. I think they're in their twenties, yeah. but yeah, yeah. at that spot, they're asking me how old I was and how long I've skated for. And when I tell them, they will freak out a little bit. Like, yeah. yeah. What? <laughs> and then they see yeah. my wife and the two kids come pick me up. Like, you have kids too what <laughs> it's it's funny like there, there aren't too many like just because of the stage we're at in in the history of skateboarding um i think we're among the first generation of people who have stuck with it into adulthood aside from like people like mark gonzalez or tony hawk or whatever who had like like that was their career right and they're you know the, like they had the financial support and whatever else to continue with it i feel like like this is kind of the first large-scale middle-aged skateboarding population that there's been but yeah i think we're among the first or second big wave or cohort that's coming up i mean just look at the pros the 90s pros that we looked up to and they have kids that are just a bit older than our kids right yeah like you know 10 12 maybe some of them 13 15 but 
I don't know, any closing thoughts, anything you want to throw out there before we go? Nothing in particular. I don't know. Just again, really thankful, really happy that we're doing this. Yeah. And into 21s, keep it going, keep it fresh. Yeah. Stay positive, test negative. <laughs> what my friend said to me the other day. I like that. Thank you, Chance. Much love, much love. Yeah, for sure. And happy New Year. Yeah. Yeah, happy New Year's. Happy New Year's.